When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What's everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 145 of the College Loop Podcast. I'm Dylan Luck at Evil Tank on Twitter slash X. I also want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, a belated Merry Christmas, because we missed we skipped on the live stream on Christmas Eve to so everyone can enjoy time with their family. But I hope everyone enjoyed their Christmas yesterday. If you can't tell, I got some new stuff for Christmas. My beautiful girlfriend gave me that awesome Lego College Loop logo that will be in the background for videos, all the videos to come in the future. And that's really cool. I love looking at it. I had to start this off by just shouting that out because that is just really, really cool. Uh, but just get right into the news. Uh, Auburn started off with a with with signing day last week there we go uh we missed out on a few guys who were able to sign after the last episode came out starting off with keaton mcnutt the number four long snapper in the country has officially signed his nli with the auburn tigers uh again a very very highly rated long snapper in the country uh number four like i said joins number 25 ranked uh, long snapper J.R. Buckner as the two long snappers that joined this 2024 class. Also to sign Towns Magoo, uh, kicker out of Auburn High School, signed with the Auburn Tigers as well. He's widely regarded as one of the top kickers in the country. It kind of just depends on where you look and who's ranking him. Uh, I currently see him as the number one kicker in the country. That's not just because he's coming to Auburn. Uh, but yeah, a guy who has hit multiple 50-yarders during his time at Auburn High School. A guy who plays both kicker and punter. So if he's if uh, if McPherson doesn't go pro after this year, could kind of see him moving to that punter role and kind of play what Daniel Carlson kind of played for a little bit. Carlson, a uh, guy who, you know, one of the best kickers, probably the best kicker to ever come through Auburn, one of the best kickers to ever come through college football. A guy who played both punter and kicker during a little short stint uh, here at Auburn. And another guy who did sign with the Tigers is, I'm going to butcher this name, Favor Edwin. Uh, also signed offensive tackle, three-star offensive tackle, uh, who is, if you're unaware of who Favor Edwin is, he was a guy who was kind of leaning towards LSU for a little bit. That's all we kind of heard leading up to his signing. And then he kind of just surprised us, came uh, signed with Auburn. Uh, he's coming out of Eagles Landing Christian Academy. He is six foot seven, 300 pounds. Going to play on the outside. It's a big, strong tackle that you'd really want. Uh, to to build up. I mean, he is just a massive human being who is going to do wonders uh, whenever uh, he gets on the field. I don't know if he gets started year one. Uh, it'd be kind of hard for him to get there right now, but he'd be, he's going to be really good uh, whenever Jake Thornton gets a hold of him. Not Jake Thornton. I am blanking. It's Jake Thornton. Yeah, I'm I'm stupid. Yeah, Jake Thornton, who's offensive line coach, is going to have a field day with a six foot seven, three hundred pound offensive tackle to throw on that line next year. And another guy who just another recruiting news, Antonio Coleman, the four-star defensive lineman, number one defensive lineman in the class of 2025, 
has flipped his commitment from Alabama to the Auburn Tigers. Four-star D lineman out of Saraland, if that name sounds familiar, that is where five-star wide receiver, formerly of the 2025 class, but now reclassified as 2024, Ryan Williams is from as well. Auburn currently has the number three class in the 2025 cycle, second in the SEC. But with that being a year away, we're going to get right into the recruiting world for this recruiting cycle, where Auburn currently stands as the number seven class in the country, fourth in the SEC behind, of course, Alabama, Georgia, and Texas, who are now counted towards the SEC. But a huge surprise that this class has shot up so high since we were kind of expecting to kind of be in the top 12 range. We thought it's kind of where we wanted it to. That was like, was like this we, we want it here. This is where we want to be top 12, and then 2025, turn it around, start getting these top five classes. But just a huge surprise, flipped a lot of guys, got a lot of guys you weren't expecting. Uh, of course, you got Cam Cohen and Perry Thompson coming through, which really helped when you have two five-stars coming in, uh, highest-ranked wide receiver class in Auburn football history. Uh, just bringing those two, and of course, Bryce Kane, Malcolm Simmons, and Dylan Gentry, just an all-around wide receiver class is going to be great. Uh it, it just it just speaks wonders to Hugh Freeze. And uh, speaking to Perry Thompson, if you have not already, go check out his documentary that he posted a couple of days ago. It's really good. He kind of goes through his story and kind of goes through the recruiting process. Hugh Freeze makes a cameo in a minivan. It's a lot of fun. It was really good, and it was really well made uh, for uh, what I assumed was for for high school, uh, but very very good uh, quality. Uh, but looking at the 2024 class, I just want to kind of went went through and picked five guys who I thought have the highest chance to potentially make it into the starting rotation for the Auburn Tigers in 2024. Of course, looking at positions of need, definitely went into play here. Uh, Auburn hit on a lot of those in this class, and Hugh Freeze made sure to get a lot of a lot of these that words are hard. A lot of guys who are going to build up and get better throughout their tenure here at Auburn. But there are five guys who I think out of this class could probably see the field right away, if not a couple of games in. Starting at number five, I went with DeAndre Carter, the four-star offensive lineman out of excuse me, out of modern day. Uh, dude is a massive, massive human being. He is six foot four, three hundred and forty pounds, and he is just way faster than you would think he'd be. Of course, uh, number three, interior offensive lineman in the country, number twelve in the state of uh, number 12 player in the state of California, top 100 or top 200 player uh, per 24-7. Dude is just fast. He has got quick feet. He's strong. He's powerful. He is the he is a prototypical offensive lineman that is going to make it to the league, and that's because that's how good he is. I kind of would like it if he lost a little bit of that weight and kind of move try to move him to the outside because I think he also plays a little bit of tackle. Uh, but he was very good at both positions at modern day. And modern day, of course, is like the, the gold standard of high school football, uh, of the high school football ranks. Deirdre Carter, a guy who I think can start right away. Uh, I do know the guard position is a little bit loaded. That's why I think he could probably move out the tackle and be fine. Uh, and that's because that's just how good of a player he is. And, of course, Jake Thornton absolutely got a gem uh, with Deirdre Carter. Coming at number four, I have one of the five stars. I have Perry Thompson. Coming in at number four, uh, of course, six foot three, two hundred two pound wide receiver out of Foley, Alabama. Uh, number seven wide receiver in the country. It's not that I don't think he'll start to get playing time. I definitely think he's gonna get playing time. I don't think he's gonna get as much playing time as another wide receiver. I'm gonna name in a little bit. Uh, but Perry's gonna be at a little bit of a disadvantage coming in. Uh, he's gonna have only the summer and fall uh, practices to kind of get 
in with the team and get in with the playbook. Uh, he's not going to be here during the spring, like another guy we're going to mention in a little bit. Uh, Perry, I definitely think is going to get into the rotation soon. I just don't know if it's going to be as soon as the other guy I'll be mentioning in a little bit. That's not to spoil anything. Uh, coming in at number three, I have linebacker Demarcus Riddick out of Chilton County, the number five linebacker in the class of 2024. Uh, six foot two, two twelve. He's an athlete, as in, in every sense of the word. He can cover sideline to sideline. He can make tackles. He can hurt you. He can get to you. He's going to play. Football. He's going to play very quickly for the Auburn Tigers. He's going to be in this rotation right away. It would be just a battle between if he start or if he gets in over Austin Keys. I definitely think he has the potential to do so. Uh, I know. I know. Do know with Eugene Asante returning, it kind of makes it harder for him to get in right away. But I do think that him and Austin Keys could probably flip in and out because I think their skill set is very similar. Both of them kind of the prototypical like coverage linebackers that you want to see. And that's what you get with the speed and the potential that you're going to have with the Marcus Riddick. So I'm going to have him as a potential early playing time or potentially not. I wouldn't say a starter right away, but definitely getting into this rotation very, very quickly. And number two is a guy that I do think is going to start right away as soon as he gets onto the field or in Auburn, Alabama, uh, is Laquan Robinson, the safety out of Holmes Community College of the JUCO ranks, number two safety out of JUCO, uh, six foot two, one ninety-five. He is everything you want out of a strong safety. He is going to hit you in the mouth, and he is going to make you regret throwing it his way. If you watch the film from him, that's exactly what he does. He's a ball hawking, hard hitting safety. He is a guy that Auburn. I, looking at the last two strong safeties that come to my mind, with of course Smoke Monday and and Zion Puckett. He's better than both in in the sense of coverage. Because, I mean, Smoke Monday could hit you and he's going to get ejected from the game. And Zion Puckett was very good at making hits. But coverage-wise, where those two always straight, straight from the path. Laquan Robinson, you get that extra extra step in development. You get the you get the coverage attribute. You get the guy who can stay with his man. You get the guy who's not going to be a liability in coverage when the ball gets thrown his way. So watching Laquan Robinson... He's got. If he gets acquitted with with the division, I don't want to say division one, but if he gets with the FBS and the SEC, he's going to be a. I don't want to say all time safety, but he's definitely going to be up there in terms of how good he can be and how good he will be for the Tigers, and especially with the two one of the two one of the best DB coach duos in the country, and Zach Ethic and Weston McGriff. Definitely, Laquan Robinson is going to be a guy you're going to, have to be hearing from very very soon in 2024. And my number one guy for who I think could probably see the playing time right away is, of course, five-star wide receiver Cam Coleman out of Central Phoenix City, the number two wide receiver in the class, six foot three, one hundred eighty pounds. He is he is the most talented wide receiver in this class. Him and Perry Thompson both are going to have a dynamic duo in the future. But Cam Coleman, he's going to get here this spring. That kind of gives him the edge for me. Uh, he's going to have that extra time with the team. With you know Holden Garner, with with Peyton Thorne, and with Walker White, just all, all those guys going to be practicing right away during the spring, and you're not really going to have a set number one guy yet. So you're going to have time to 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 get heads turned your way to to have guys thinking, oh well, maybe we start the freshman right away. That's what you get with Cam Coleman. I, and said I, I I'm not one who's always going to be on the path of you know we should start a guy right away out of out of recruiting out of high school, start him right away. Because I do think you can, there's that extra level of where you want to get acquitted more to the to the level of play you're going to have to reach and to where you have to be and 
and the hits. Taking a hit in college is going to hurt a lot more than high school. But Cam Coleman has the ability to be an all-time wide receiver for the Tigers. He, him and Perry Thompson both. I, I have to talk to them as a duo just because of how good they are. And I, and I can't even say that I mentioned the fact that Auburn has a chance to go four wide in a couple years with you know Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, Malcolm Simmons, Bryce Kane. All those guys just mesh well so together, mesh so well together. They're going to be so fun to watch in a few years. And believe me, if I could go 10 deep in this list, Bryce Kane and Michael Simmons would be in this list. But Cam Coleman right away, I think with the spring and him being as high of a high level of player as he is, I do think that he is the most capable of start most capable of starting right away for the Tigers in 2024. But with that, I want your I want your opinions. Who do you think is going to be the most likely freshman to start out of this class? If you think it's going to be Walker White starting right away over Peyton Thorne and Holden Garner, why do you think that way? Uh, and a few other, of course, that list goes on and on and on. If you think Dylan Gentry is going to get in, absolutely show out, be the next Will Hastings, go for it. It'd be it'd be hilarious, and I, I love reading those comments about, like that. Uh, then in other transfer portal news, just to move on from that, Robbie Ashford, as you know, uh, as the president of the Robbie Ashford Fan Club, as I stay now, even if he is not, in the, if he is no longer with the Tigers. He has, or I, he has announced his that he is going on three. He has scheduled three recruiting visits with three other teams, uh, being South Carolina, Tulane, and Utah. Uh, out of those three, if I had to rank them in terms of where they are as a program-wise, where I would like to see Robbie Astro go in and, you know, potentially get the job. I'm looking at Utah and Tulane, uh, two teams that are kind of on – Tulane's on the up and up as they have been for a hot minute because they're one of the best G5 teams in the country. And having a quarterback like Robbie Ashford can boost that. They could be a guy, be a team with a 12-team playoff coming up. They could be the highest-ranked G5 team, and it would be very easy for them to do so, uh, especially with the American not being as good as it was a couple years back. But Tulane remains as, as one of the best teams in the country in terms of, of the G5 ranks. And, I mean, they're better than some – of the mid-level P5 teams that you see, if the P5 even exists after after this year. Uh, Utah, another team that I think would be very good, a team that loves to run the ball and kind of meshes well with Robbie Ashford's scheme. Uh, Utah, not really known for their quarterback play ever since, you know, Alex Smith, really. Uh, but Cam Rising's gone. Bryson Barnes, I believe, is gone. And Nate Johnson's gone. Uh, they had to have a mass exodus of quarterbacks and – Robbie Ashford could really add to that offense. You know, this is a team that whenever they're at their best, whenever they can run the ball, and Robbie Ashford is at his best whenever he can run the ball. And it'd be really sick to get a Robbie Ashford uh, Utah jersey. That would be very dope. Uh, so, uh, but I will say, out of the out of the three, South Carolina is my least favorite for him to go to. A team that I don't think is on upward path, uh, unless it just was a very very much a down year for South Carolina. Uh, just, you're losing Spencer Rattler. He had his ups and downs. I don't think the team really helped. Uh, lost a lot of key players to the portal and, and Juice Wells. But I just am not on board with South Carolina uh, right now, and I, and I don't think it'd be the best landing spot for him. Of course, it's whoever makes the better offer, uh, but I would really enjoy seeing Robbie Asher play for either Utah or Tulane in 2024. And then last bit of Transportal news. Malcolm Johnson Jr. has announced his transfer destination to the Bowling Green Falcons of the MAC ranks. Uh, Marty Kelly has decided to go play under former Auburn defense coordinator Derek Mason at Middle Tennessee State University. And lastly, Jair Shorter, 
who ends his Auburn career averaging 10 yards per catch off of minimum of one catch, uh, is transferring to the Memphis Tigers in the American Conference. So good luck to them and all of their future endeavors wherever they or wherever it may take them. Hopefully they all ball out outside of Auburn. And I mean, we don't got to play those teams anyway, so it's okay. Uh, so yeah, best of luck to everybody transferring out from Auburn. Uh, and to wrap up the football segment, Auburn is going into the Music City Bowl in just a few days. The 30th, that's just, so four days as this comes out, Auburn will take on the Maryland Terrapins in the Music City Bowl. As it stands right now, Auburn is, I believe, favored to win. Uh, I think it really helps with the fact that Talia Tungavaloa will not be playing in this game. He has decided to opt out of, of it to prepare for the NFL draft which I honestly still think is a little crazy for him to do so because I don't think that he is going to get drafted anytime in the, in the first like couple of, I, I would say couple first five rounds. I don't think, uh, but as I said, Auburn currently is a seven point favorite on a game that's going to happen on Saturday, December 30th at one o'clock PM central standard time. If you're going to this game, let us know. Have, I sadly would not be able to attend. I had a whole plan to do so, but ticket prices went skyrocketed up, and now it's too late to do any of that. So if you're going to the game, have fun. I wish I could be there, kind of see all y'all, y'all's faces and hang out in Nashville because I have still yet to have gone. Uh, as it stands, Auburn is, uh, again, favored, and FPI also in their favor as well. Auburn coming into this game on a two-game losing streak. Uh, losing to New Mexico State and Alabama. Speaking of New Mexico State, if you're not aware, their coach has uh, stepped down as the Aggies coach, and Diego Pavia has entered the portal, a uh, former quarterback who demolished our defense a couple years back, a couple days, uh, weeks back. So, yeah, keep on lookout for that because uh, hopefully he stays off of Auburn's schedule in 2024. Uh, Maryland, of course, coming off of a huge win over the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, a 42-24 victory. Uh, also I, I, Auburn, I, we're going to have a full breakdown of this game on the Thursday show, talking about what we're going to see from, uh, from Maryland and what we're going to see from Auburn. And of course our predictions as well. Uh, Maryland, not really coming in here with a quarterback who can, who has played a lot or has done a lot this year. I believe it's Cameron edge who has 18 yards on the year. Uh, but don't quote me on that. But I made a little wish list of what I want to see from the Auburn Tigers in the Music City Bowl. I got three things that I need to see from this team. So starting off, I want to see Jarquez Hunter get that thousand yards. Uh, currently, he is at hundred. He's at eight hundred and sixty-five yards, and he's he so he only needs one hundred thirty-five, which I think is very feasible for him to do against a big uh, against Maryland. Uh, just kind of feed the man. You know, let him get a thousand yards. It's kind of not really something statistically or not analytically that I want. It's kind of something I just need to see. Uh, Auburn has not had a thousand yard rusher in a hot minute. It's, uh, it's been, I, I can't remember when the last time it was. I think, I, well, I guess it probably was recently. Uh, but I need Auburn to get back into the way of getting those thousand yard rushers continuously. Auburn's at their best whenever they can run the ball and they have that workhorse back who gets in their, those yards. And it's just been a hot minute since obviously they had one. They can consistently get there, or just a coaching staff who can consistently let them let the running backs get there. So I would love to see Jarko Center hit a thousand yards. Uh, he's been one of our best players ever since he finally got his groove back, and he definitely could have got a thousand yards if, of course, he had played a little bit earlier in the season. But it's not there, nor there. 
Uh, but I just love to see him hit that. Uh, still got seven touchdowns on the year. Hey, he's had a pretty so- solid, quiet year. Uh, I just kind of want to see him get that that extra milestone on his resume. Uh, and I, I think it's still up in the air whether or not Jarquez is going to be returning in 2024. I think with you know Fat Burnett not really uh, come, being anywhere near, the, near Auburn in terms of recruiting after he shut down or he decommitted from Auburn, I do think that kind of bolsters that Jarquez Hunter will be returning in 2024. So I still like him to hit a thousand yards in this game against Maryland Terrapins. My second thing on this list is how serviceable can this wide receiver room be? So Auburn is currently going to be without, of course, Jair Shorter, not really a big loss. Uh, Malcolm Johnson Jr., Amari Kelly, and Javarius Johnson as well. A couple of uh, these guys who, uh, Javarius Johnson, of course, was Auburn's leading wide receiver in terms of receiving yards. I kind of just want to see where's, where's this wide receiver room. You know, uh, Shane Hooks is out of eligibility after this. Uh, I need to see. I would love to see Nick Martiner. I would love to see that just to see what exactly he can do, what he could have done if he had played at all uh, throughout the season. So just looking at it like that, uh, I just need to see some more from this wide. How how deep is this wide receiver room really? Is there people that should have been playing all along that weren't weren't playing? Uh, just kind of want to see more of that because uh, with this wide receiver room coming in, uh, there's a good chance if this wide receiver room is bad, it could just be Jay Fair and the freshman all starting in 2024. So I just kind of want to see more high-level or at least medium-level wide receiver play from Auburn in this game. And without with the wide receivers, you have to have a good quarterback. So I'm looking towards wanting to see a little bit of Holden Garner. Uh, you know, we're going into this year kind of established with the fact that's going to be Peyton Thorne's team going into 2024 and giving them a whole offseason. And I'm not against that. I, I kind of come around to kind of seeing the benefits of letting Peyton Thorne take the reins in 2024, but it wouldn't hurt to let Holden Garner have a little bit of a shot. Every time he's gone in, it's been garbage time and a, and a win or garbage time and a loss and never really got to see him throw the ball or, you know, kind of be comfortable in the pocket. So in a game where, I mean, it, it's a bowl game. It, it matters to some extent and some, to other extents it doesn't. Let Holden Garner get in. Let him, let him kind of show off what he can do, kind of give it a, give him a chance to show that, hey, maybe this isn't Peyton Thorne's team right away. Maybe I can take this from him and have, kind of lead the charge the next couple of years before Walker White gets in. So I would love to see Holden Garner get in, you know, show off what he can do because we've been hearing nonstop about how good of an arm he is and how good of a quarterback he is and how he's been one of the best quarterbacks and practices. So I kind of want to see that put into real, in, into real life, you know, if he's actually under duress in the pocket. Can he get the ball out? Can he get the ball to his receivers? Can he not make mistakes? Can he get out of the pocket? Can he run the ball? Uh, of course, in an RPO system, you kind of have to run the ball a little bit as a quarterback. So, yeah, those are my three things. Reckless Center getting 1,000 yards. Can this wide receiver room be serviceable uh, with some of the starters being gone from the transfer portal? And, of course, I want to see a little bit of Horn Garner in the game as well. And with that, that ends the football conversation. And before we move on to basketball... I just want to reach out and tell y'all that y'all should like, comment, subscribe, leave your predict, go ahead and leave your predictions for the Music City Bowl. Uh, do you think Auburn's going to win? Do you think Maryland's going to win? Uh, put your score predictions. Remember, if the, you get the correct score, you get the closest score, you get a nice little shout out on the next show following the game. And of course, you could be the guy, you could be the person who you know carries that crown going into the next football season. Hey, I was the last person to get the get the correct football score right uh, for 2024. And, of course, we'll be doing this for basketball as well going into the season of SEC play. Uh, But, yeah, uh, with that, 
Uh, don't forget, there's also other ways you can support the show as well. You can go to www.thewarport.com, go to the shop, and pick up your very own Feeling Loopy t-shirt today. As Colin says, it's the War Damn shirt. Oops, sorry, I skipped out on that. Only $25 on the Warport shop. It's the first thing on the first, or it's not the first, it's on the first page as you click it. Only $25. It's beautiful. It comes into in five colorways. Comes in navy, midnight navy, uh, heather black and black, and of course, midnight gray as well. So go get your own feeling loopy shirt day. Get one for your family. It's a little bit of a late Christmas gift. Why not? Just show off. Show some love for to us, to your family, by getting them the most comfortable shirt they are ever going to wear. The, of course, feeling loopy t-shirt. So grab yours today. Now, to round out the show, talk about some men's basketball. They are coming off of a 20-point win over the Alabama State Hornets, uh, where Jalen Williams and Katie Johnson both hit 1,000 career points. Uh, Jay Will, of course, got 20 points on the day. Katie Johnson got 13 points. And just to look through it, I mean, it was just an all-around. It was a good performance from a lot of these guys. I mean, uh, Janai Broom had a double-double with 16 points, 13 rebounds, had, had three steals, three blocks, and, of course, had an assist as well. Fouls were kept to a little bit of a minimum. I uh, didn't really see a lot of those. Uh, you saw a good chunk of those on the Alabama State side. Uh, the three-point shooting in this game was horrific. Uh, 25% from the three-point line for the Auburn Tigers, 6 of 24. And you got half of those from one Katie Johnson. So lots of looking to before you, get, of course, get Chattanooga on Saturday. We'll have a full breakdown of that game on the Thursday show. Uh, but overall, this game, you saw some points scored from a lot of players. You don't really see them from. Of course, you had Simo getting some points. Uh, had had uh, six points for Simo, and it was really only points on his uh, on his box score. Uh, free throw shooting was very good, eighty one percent from the free throw line, and you kind of only missed those three from uh, Janai Broom, who missed three of them. Uh, and of course, the couple more kind of split up around the around a couple other guys. But Jai Broom, of course, only missed three. Uh, Aiden Holloway shot the ball pretty well, two for six from the three point line, only had six points. Uh, distributed the ball very well, four assists for him as well. Uh, kind of a quiet night from Denver Jones. Uh, didn't really see a lot of points scored from here. He only had three points. Uh, didn't really do much outside of that. Uh, only he played twenty three minutes, so. Not, and this is Alabama State, so I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to gripe on it too much. I just want to see a little bit better play whenever it comes to teams like this. I know you beat them by 20. Uh, Auburn had every opportunity to hit 100. Uh, as the game kind of went on, they kind of slowed it down, kind of let the game kind of roll out, uh, which I completely understand. Don't want to get anybody hurt. Auburn's got two more games left before SEC play where Ar- they travel to Arkansas on, I believe, January 6th. And as I'm going to click and look at that. Uh, yes, January 6th. So have Chattanooga and Penn coming up before SEC play starts and the season gets off and rolling in SEC conference play. But, of course, I uh, just need to see a, a more well-rounded performance from the bench as well. I mean, uh, the highest score off the bench was, of course, Trey Donaldson with five points. Or Katie, sorry, Katie Johnson with 13 points, followed by Trey Donaldson with five points and kind of spread around to fours and threes and twos and, of course, the zeros from the from the walk-ons that got to come in at the last couple minutes of the game. I just, again, just need to see more consistent play from a lot of these guys. Of course, you know, Chattanooga, not really a powerhouse. Penn is, I think, a pretty decent mid-major. I uh, just need to get better. Uh, and, and that's going to be the, the theme of every game to come and try to get better from every game. 
But I will say Auburn has been playing at a high level. I think they're very highly ranked in the Ken Palm. The AP Bowl is still just being an absolute piece of crap when it comes to ranking Auburn. They are currently ranked at 26. They're two, or I think they're two to six points behind uh, St. Bonavere. Uh, not St. Bonavere, uh, Providence is who they're behind. Uh, come on. Just, just, rank, just rank Auburn. Come on, you can do it. You, y'all, y'all can do it. But yeah, uh, full breakdown of the Auburn-Chattanooga game on the Thursday show, and of course, as well, the Auburn-Maryland preview as well coming up on the Thursday show. But yeah, all that being... Uh, let, me, let me do the outro right. I just, uh, just absolutely botched that. Of course, I'm Dylan Lark. I able to take on Twitter slash X. You can catch me there tweeting about stuff all the time. Uh, of course, you also have me on Instagram as well at Dillmark at D-Y-L-E-N-L-E-R-C-K. You also have me right here in the College Loop. Which like, comment, and subscribe. Of course, leave your predictions for the Music City Bowl. Leave your thoughts on who you think is going to be the premier starter out of the 2024 class. If you, who you think is going to start out of the 2025 class? Why not? Uh, and, of course, you can follow us everywhere else. You have us on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. The works all at The College Loop. And, of course, you have us on the audio version as well. So if you're tired of seeing our faces, go check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and, of course, Amazon Music. And a little bit of a shorter show today, but I think it was pretty good. So with all that being said, this has been the College Loop Podcast. (laughs) 